0: So what's the drink quality like in your new East of Adam West endorsed Yeah, we've got Manatee merchandise. Yeah, we're on the merch train. We're and never again, gonna set it because I g- no one wants this shit, but we still want to feel like we're big people.
1: No, there's no we in
0: this. Okay, it's me.
1: Again, there is a jumping of the shark so fucking fast. This happened with the last podcast I did. I know my enthusiasm gets to people. But going from two podcasts into, hey, they do mugs.
0: <laughs> hey anyway, you don't seem to be having any uh, trouble quaffing your coffee down in your beautiful black-on-white East of Adam West logo mug. I would quaff a coffee from a tramp's shoe. Would quaff a lot of things from a tramp's really filthy hedonist. Cool, so how
1: you been? Um, shitty. Awesome. Should we start Generally, rather... <laughs> be- <laughs>
0: Sorry, I, I should also warn you, I am riding commando today. Well, you went swimming? I went swimming, but the thing is to save time, I went swimming with my in shorts underneath- In your underpants. underneath No, I went swimming with my shorts underneath my trousers, and then I forgot to put a change of like boxes in the bag. <laughs> so like, yeah, and it was cold, it was snowing today, so I was already like smuggling raisins in my shorts. So, yeah.
1: Well, thank God it's not a visual thing,
0: only I will be accosted. Uh, Visceral, I'd say more than anything, but still. Anyway, cool. I definitely know your junk has been washed at least. Yeah. In
1: chlorine (laughs) or at least in the shower afterwards.
0: Hi, you're listening to East of Adam West. The reason your mother didn't come home last night.
1: What, we going with that one now?
0: Yeah, well, I thought it would be, okay. All right, well, all right, fine. That was a failed intro, but welcome anyway. No, Um, welcome
1: to East of Adam West, now a physical mug. No, yeah, all right, fine. Like a mug, as in we're mugs for doing this, or they're mugs for listening, but we now have mugs. Then say it, Merchandise. Then, say it then say
0: it, go for it. Right, I've already right, said it. Right, do it now, do right, No, right. I've explained the joke. Well, I know, but we're going to take it from the top.
1: Hi, welcome to East of Radon West, now a physical mug. That's right, we've ridden the merch
0: train, we've uh, 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 dived straight into consumerism and vanity projects galore. Not that this podcast isn't just one long vanity. You project.
1: made me you made me buy this mug. No, you didn't
0: buy it. I bought it for you. All I'm making you do is drink coffee. No, but for you're me. making
1: me pay for it.
0: Oh yeah, you're paying for it from whatever kinds of chemical poisoning from the coating of protection they put on there because we didn't rinse them out properly. Yeah, so this week I got really bored and decided that I was going to uh buy some Merch, some themed mugs from a uh, reputable website called rebel.com. And yeah, they came out relatively well. I mean, the real intention was I was gonna go back to work and take dainty little sips from my thermos mug and people will go,
1: oh, that's an interesting mug, Cameron. What's it about? Funny you should ask. I mean, that is weird type of marketing. That's That's on par with going into the street to be fair handing I'm, out roses and people are kind of going like dude do, do i owe you anything well, no, no 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 i do a podcast about uh comics Flourish and nerd culture
0: stuff. yeah well that's the thing the people that would really see the mug would not be interested in the podcast whatsoever and yeah it's it's well, backfired I but you know in reality i just I mean, wanted a mug
1: would, would would the kids get into it no a little bit too much of the swears okay apart from the swearing but i'm thinking more like we're talk way too long like they're used to like two second edits.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, ooh, me like or shiny, shiny. Ba-bing! Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so what are we doing this week? Well, uh, it's your turn. You, you chose the topic this time. Yes, huh?
1: I chose the topic this time, which is crime comics. Mm, I got well, the wrong end of the stick stories. on this one. Well, no, no, I don't think you did. So I've picked Thief of Thieves, and you've picked Death Note. Okay. So off the back, if you know anything about Death Note, you know it. Um, It's more like a crime mystery isn't it? Yeah it's a crime mystery. It's not so far afield compared to what uh, I've picked which is a straight crime series. Mm. I mean admittedly when we were talking about this I was originally looking at uh, something a little bit more esoteric in the crime genre which was... Oh it was uh, Southern Bastards, was it? Southern Bastards, that was it. Yeah which is a crime story where there's no detective or anything like that a crime just happens. So, I mean, we would have both been on the edges of crime. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the reason I wanted to talk about uh, Thief of Thieves or why I decided to do Thief of Thieves, as much as I love Southern Barcelona, I love Southern Barcelona, I will get round to doing it. Mm. The main point was I just couldn't... find the right words to actually say how much I loved it. And I reread it, and again, all these emotions came swelling up in me of how brilliant this story is. Right, so you love
0: this thing so much that you want your review of it to be a, a love note of
1: sorts, to be like, you want to do it justice in your description, yeah? Basically, yes. And then I was thinking, right, I still have to do a crime story, and I have to do something that is brilliant in the same sense, but doesn't have as much emotional resonance with me, which is not to besmirch, thief of thieves mm. which is a brilliant comic all right so thief of thieves again it's another image comic. yeah you can see a uh, tone in this i like the independence i will get on to the marvels and the dcs and stuff like that but right now you might as well go through my collection i've got mm. and thief of thieves uh, again it's another skybound one uh, which is a co-publisher with image Again, owned by Robert Kirkman, the guy that did Walking Dead. Mm. So, what Robert Kirkman did was he wanted to write a crime series, but he's right in the middle of creating Walking Dead for the TV. Okay. So he farmed out the idea to other writers.
0: Oh, he outsourced it, he got a ghostwriter.
1: Yeah, he wrote the story outline with the writers and they filled in the pacing, the tone, everything like that. He wanted a crime story with these handful of characters in this type of tone. And he said, right, I trust in your writing. Tell that tale. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So the first volume is one to seven, and the first writer is Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer is a mystery writer. He likes to layer how he's going to give out informational pieces. Like, say, in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I would have to say the opening first story arc is like in oceans 11 not in what, everything in terms of
0: style of a substance or
1: no no in terms of how you he piecemeals the information out to you he'll have a story running mm. and then he'll come back and go like actually this is what i didn't tell you happened in those stolen moments oh he'll create okay. a he'll create yeah. this type of a pacing so he leads you story. one way and then bitch slaps you when you know the reveal no, comes at the end it's more like the pacing. you didn't notice this did you The pacing of the story that's happening is going so fast Mm. that you're enjoying the tale that's happening. You're, like, enjoying the con. Okay. And then he'll come back and go, like, actually, in these moments, in these edits between scenes, because a comic can have between scenes, this is what actually happened. And it's brilliant. So the story basically uh, involves a, a master thief, Conrad Paulson, otherwise known as Redmond, Okay. That's his thief name. Why is he known as Redmond? Oh, funny. That,
0: is that revealing too much?
1: No, it's not revealing anything. It's just, he was young, his original crime partner, basically picks up and going like, you and your marketing. You Yeah, you and having a, a brand name. And he's gonna like, yeah, you're gonna have a brand name or else no one will know who you are. If you do it right, you can just leave the calling card. Uh, the calling card Redmond. Okay, cool. So this is Cremant Paulson. He's Redmond. Mm. He's just pulled off this major crime. He is the best at what he does. Just pulled off this major crime. And at the end of the first comic, I'm not ruining, but it sets up the whole tone of the story. Everyone's talking about the next big job that they've been working on for ages. He's got the plans and everything like that. Everyone's so super psyched. They've just done an amazing job. They're on a high and everything like Mm. this. And you get to see this crime being pulled off. At the very end, he quits
0: oh no so what does he actually pull the crime off or oh, no, he, he pulls, pulls off, it off and he's like I'm done
1: you he, know? I'm done You this major crime that you want to do next this Venice job the score and and yeah. this, this major score the Venice job yeah. and he goes nah I'm out I'm out and what it does in the next few comics it reveals why he's left because mm. he may be a master thief but the rest of his life has fallen apart ah. and on the veneer it looks like he's doing well but he's being chased by FBI, dogged by FBI. Okay. His old, his grown up son yeah. is now in the game, but he's not as good as him.
0: Okay, right, so he's so riding he, his father's coattails, but he just can't really. He
1: can't let go of his got ex-wife. The same drive, not got okay. Because his ex-wife is entangled with his original crime partner in the sense that uh, she's the sister of his original crime partner so he's got a lot of emotional baggage he loves this woman but they just didn't get along anymore because she wanted him to change and he didn't change
0: so would you say like this comic is actually a crime drama in that it's focusing on the criminal elements like the jobs themselves or is it more a kind of human piece where it's focusing on the character and the shitstorm
1: storm of real life events that are happening to him oh it's a total human piece yeah it, it's it does not hide the action. It does not hide any of that. When you see a crime goes down, when you see it perfectly calculated, and they explain how the trick is done yeah. in the crime, it's like watching Hustle. It's we explain how we con this person. But, but, but sometimes so they, I find that but, really lazy. In that, when you've got a,
0: a, a good story with a mystery or something that's building up, like a, if you've got a series that goes on for a long time and then you've got the big reveal about how the protagonist or whoever it is managed to escape death or whatever situation they're put into Um, and there have been clues all the way through that are brought to your attention and then you look back and go, how did I not notice that? I find that that's really, that's some effort put in but that whole kind of, oh, we just deliberately left this out it's a bit like the um, uh, deus ex machina this is the solution to the problem I know we didn't ever hint at it but it happens in the background that you
1: weren't being told about again that's just bad writing great writing like this by Nick Spencer who is a mystery writer he's all about hiding information mm. but also not making you feel let down by when he tells you this is actually what happened yeah. he wrote another series that I actually almost I gave up on because it was all like the mystery box. Okay, and it went on and on and on I've got friends that are still reading it and they're still going we still have no answers oh, okay and, and, yeah when it drags on too long it does get a bit like oh but, my god oh, just give me something james but C. again nick spencer was only hired to write the first story arc oh so with this new writer who's the new writer so the next writer that came was uh, james asmus right. and he continued for two more so let's say 14 comics. And did he have a completely different
0: take on the character
1: he did Oh, he, he, just, he didn't have a totally different take on it, mm. but he changed the pacing of what the story was. The first story arc is is a character piece. It's laying down the world. I Wait, no- did he respect. I now know what the world of Conrad Paulson's crime world
0: is. So he d- he does respect like the integrity of the character that's laid down in the oh, first
1: volume. Totally. L- there are later writers that come in and basically shit over the pacing of the writer that comes after. The writer that came after James was Andy Dingle, who was another cr- crime writer. Mm. So he takes it in a different angle, makes it a bit more action-based. He actually takes it in a slightly dark angle, but he respects where this character came from because it was set up that this world is grey. Mm. This guy is the best of what he does. ambiguous. Yes, but his world is grey. You can steal from people and there are repercussions still.
0: Honestly, what you're describing, it very much sounds... Because I'm a bit of a gamer, and Anthony's not. And I like playing things like Grand Theft Auto. And what you're describing, this crime series with the background of the character, sounds very much like the story mode of a lot of the Grand Theft Auto series, where you're developing this like for the character, and then more and more of their life is revealed later, and then the big solution seems to be, I've just got to do this one more take, or this one more job, just to be able to get me out of
1: whatever problem that I'm put into. Financial relief it would offer. I mean, to an extent, it is. But the great thing about it, the main character, you get to see this guy work out solutions, and they're not clean. None of his answers are clean. They're the best kind of working man answers. But I thought you but, said
0: he was like like a professional, the best of the best. In oh, terms he is. Of he's
1: the best of the best, but he's in his fifties now. Well, okay. So it's more reputation than it is actually. And when you get to see him actually cleaning up after a mistake someone else has done. He has to clean up after a mistake someone's done. He can't do a clean job. Uh, so he's getting the best answer he can. He's getting a 70% win. Right. But, but he no, sometimes but manages no I, to grind through yeah, each time. No one else would have got that 70%. He's okay. just that experienced. So he's pulling the rabbit
0: out of his arse each time.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a world building story in the first story arc. But you still get action pieces. You still get the lead into the crime world. And you need that. Because when you go into this, oh, it's all a character piece, and then we see the bigger world of it, it can be jarring. But I now know what this world he is enveloped in. And why he keeps dragging him back. It's not because he wants to be dragged back. Yeah, he does want to get dragged back. But he wants to get out for his own sanity. But he's brought back in because there are other pressures on him.
0: So you said that it's kind of describing the wider world around him. It's not just focusing on this character. He might be... The protagonist, as such, he might be in the main focus, but it still gives you what hints about the criminal underbelly of the world, uh, uh like mob bosses or like where he's picking his crew up from or what his no, relationship no, no, with no, no, is. No, 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 it, it's all him. Oh, it's just him, and it, what no, the no, others no. are just minor spotlights. No, 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 the
1: focus never goes too far from the main character, right? But I now know the world he is in because the let's say the camera moves away to show you enough of it to get everything is from his perspective in a sense. Mm. The crime boss, the guy that's bringing all the money in, you see the pressure he is putting on Conrad to get back in the game. By going like I put half a million down already on this, you're going to do this crime, or like I'm your connection to this world, or yeah. you've let these other crew down. Yeah, they've got no love for you, but they respect you. So if you call them or call on them for a favour, they're going to do you that favour. But you've let them down by walking out of this major job they've been planning for a year.
0: I mean, these sound like well-worn tropes, well-worn ideas, and that oh. you, you, you hear this kind of concept for criminal stories happening in a lot of films, a lot of books. I mean, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, uh, what's it called? What's the Keanu Reeves shit assassin film? The one that we went to ski, number three. Uh, John Wick. John Wick. I'm hearing that where he's getting pulled back in by mob bosses or criminal elements. I'm also hearing Lovejoy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. You
1: remember that? BBC
0: One... It's Alan McShane, art, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the art deal, the art dealer, and he's got this minor crew around him, but he always seems to do these impossible jobs.
1: Bit of a crafty yeah. dealer. Bit wheeling. of a crafty dealer on nah, the edge but, of criminality. No. I mean, like that—that that would definitely uh, lower the tone of. Yeah. FIFA but things. your character,
0: I'm imagining, is balls deep in crime.
1: Oh yeah, he's balls, balls deep. Like, yeah. He's the type of character that's so good that the FBI are after him so much that he's managed to sue them. Oh, really? Sue the FBI for harassment. Yeah,
0: because they, they they know they know it's him, but they
1: haven't got the evidence to really just pin him down. Exactly. Uh, okay. And again, it sets down certain FBI agents that just can't let it go. Yeah. And in later comics, you see them being brought into other crimes. Yeah. Not because they're criminals, but just being brought into the world of he's committing a crime.
0: So, so you said that the first volume builds this world would you say that if you're going to get into thief of thieves you need to dive straight in at the beginning or can you pick it up anywhere no you need to pick it up from the beginning despite the fact that the the first writer left after the first volume
1: he didn't leave he was he was only brought in to set up the world
0: well. oh i see right okay yeah but you said it was respected by other people yeah but, i mean yeah. that's that's the thing with because western comics where you ever have consecutive or following writers they, they they keep the core True, but at the same time, they they can deviate in whatever felt, like way that they feel is comfortable. But or the best editing the
1: hand on this is still Robert Kirkman. Oh, I he, see. He, he gets to okay everything. He's the yeah, project master. He is, he is the guy that every story arc or everything that any other writer comes in, they co-write it with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So he, I thought he was it's, just it's, a progenitor. He just brought it no, in. No, no, no. He had the idea and he is the guy that basically run everything past me. He's like the George Lucas.
0: Yeah. In uh, a sense,
1: but in a good way. Yeah, in
0: a good way. I was gonna say you're not selling it with George. But okay, cool. Yeah. So he's the creator and he gets to okay everything.
1: And the thing that makes it work, going from different writer to different writer, is the artist stays the same. The art in it is oh, that's unusual. It's very dark, it's it's mer- it's bright and yet murky at the same time. It's mm. very clean lines, a lot of shading in it. Yeah. And the use of colour also sets the tone. The colour in this really helps sell what's going on.
0: Yeah, no, I see it, I like it. It looks good. Not a massive amount of detail in terms of like...
1: Uh, Backgrounds. Well, yeah, kind of. But I mean, even the kitchen scene there.
0: Yeah, no, it looks good, it looks good. And I can see that kind of gritty Ocean's Eleven style comic book panels with these kind of dark borders in between, like you're just changing from scene to scene in a fast paced
1: way. Yeah, scene to scene is the perfect way, to, perfect way to describe it. It feels as much like you're watching a movie. That's why I was saying in the first story arc, Um, a crime a crime happens and then you can come back later and you're like this is what you missed in between that's why it's very Ocean's Eleven Mm. in one sense but it's done well whereas Ocean's Eleven you try rewatching it now it feels like you're being cheated
0: and do you find that it's led by dialogue or it's led by um Uh, uh, action I mean if you like blink and you just like you know sometimes you're reading something where I find if I'm reading something and it gets a bit too wordy it gets a bit too cerebral I have a tendency to skip over parts and I just pick it up with the flow of the story no it's this if you've got to focus on everything otherwise you miss something and you're lost
1: no but in the first story if you're not paying attention the first opening story arc it's like the first opening chapters of a book If they don't lay out the tone of what you're going to... They have to... It's not exposition. If they're laying out the tone of the world and it's paced properly, you're engaged in it. Yeah, there's a wordy conversation with this first meeting of these first people you're first meeting. You have to pay attention to it because they're going to be clues to who these people are in this world because you know nothing. You're walking in naked to this scene. You don't want to do that? Well, I mean, a comic book is very hard to draw my junk so well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh no, it sounds good. I like it. I dig it, I dig it. Anything you want to add on
1: to it? Uh read it. It's very good.
0: <laughs> cool. That's a nice ending. So yeah, that was that, that was that was mm. that So was, yeah, that was that Thief of Thieves. It certainly was. Yeah, <laughs> Thief of Thieves. It was good. It sounded good. Um I got the wrong end of the stick. I mean, I think we're still. On the same vein we're touching each other's veins with the story but you've gone full crime I've gone for a more kind of crime mystery meets supernatural in
1: Death Note which is a fantastic manga I mean not not to be rude go on but uh does manga do straight crime (sighs) or does manga have to have an air of supernatural mystery no
0: no so, no 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 no. you can just have straight up slice of life horror drama stuff like that but I think quite a lot of it is fantasy bound or something
1: beyond the power something like yeah, yeah yeah.
0: but that's the thing it's what I'm interested in so I could probably find of course yeah, like, so, there's so many writers so many comics so,
1: so stand up for it yeah I oh, know I am I'm
0: gonna describe this is why I like Death Note anyway so Death Note, written by a guy called Sugimi Oba. Uh, actually, I say a guy, Sugimi Oba, but I'll come back to that later. It's also illustrated by definitely a guy, Takeshi Obata. It's a shonen comic, but it's got really adult material. So usually, if I was gonna go for a crime, a mystery, something like that, I'd, just th- I'd think darker, I'd think adult audience, I'd think seinen. But no, this is a shonen, And I think it's a shonen comic mainly because it's protagonist stroke antagonist this guy called Lightagami. He's a teenager himself and I think that kind of appeals to the teenage market that's why it's in shonen. It first came out in weekly shonen jump comics uh, which is this anthology kind of uh, collection that Anthony mentioned last week. It's famous for uh, the works of Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Yeah, In the west uh, it's published by Viz Media. They've got the English rights to it. And it was made into a TV series later, an anime, by a, a, a company called Madhouse. They've got the worldwide publication rights for that, and that was in like 2006 to 2013, something like that. Either way, synopsis, background story to this: Death Note follows the life of this young character, Light Yagami. He's a he's a teenage genius with this 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 huge superiority complex to everyone else. He uses his his heightened intelligence you know is above the norm intelligence i mean the arrogance to him think think the superior spider-man you know octa uh dr octavius taking over spider-man's body and thinking he's better than everyone else that's the kind of character we're dealing with there's 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 elements of good to him but ultimately he's a self-serving character and anyway he uses a superior intelligence to assist the local police force which his father's like the police chief of or something like that he's a big ball in it he helps them with their, their their cases. This light guy, he comes across a mysterious supernatural notebook, the you know the titular Death Note of the series, which belongs to this Shinigami creature called Ryuk. A Shinigami in Japanese uh, culture is like a a, a death god, um, something that like think Grim Reaper, yeah, uh, meets the fates of Gr- uh, Greek mythology. They 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 dictate. How long someone's going to live or die they can get rid of you at the the merest writing in this book so the book that he finds it's got supernatural powers it grants the user the otherworldly ability to kill anyone whose name is written in its pages yeah um hence death note i mean it's on the nose but that's what it does and one one thing that i really like about it is it's a closed series. It's over. It's done. It doesn't stretch on forever and forever. Uh, last time you mentioned Naruto saying it went on for a long time and I said it was like almost a thousand, thousand episodes. It's not. It's 700... No, 700 exact episodes was how long Naruto was, yeah? But even that's been pushed on to another series, Boruto, and that just stretches on and on. Either way, I'm tired of those series because they go on too long, you know? I like something that's got like... A finite length to it so yeah so like I said it's closed series closed series it ran from 2003 to 2006 so it's got some age to it and it's 12 volumes long yeah so it's got some length it went on for a while but it's closed in that sense you know you're not going to be reading and going oh god where are they going with this why is it stretching on and on and on it's over it's done the original message isn't lost as it happens With an ongoing series, you see this linear path of corruption and the downfall of the characters as they go on. I mean, it's quite like, I mean, TV series, if I was going to compare it to anything, it's quite like uh, Breaking Bad. Did you ever watch that? Yes. Or some of it, at least, especially the ending. And I'm not going to give away anything to them. But in terms of character development and the resolution of the characters and the endings that are kind of right, you know, it's like that that, that ends in a good way. That's a bit like what Death Note's like. Completely different stories, but same kind of idea. Tone. Yeah, same kind of tone, you're right. So anyway, the series centers around this guy lights subsequent attempts to use this Death Note, his 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 supernatural book, to carry out a kind of worldwide series of massacres of individuals that he thinks like are morally unworthy. They're not good enough to live in this this kind of Society, this idealized society that he wants to create. And he wants to try and manipulate, using the Death Note, the world into a utopian society through an increasingly corrupt and benevolent dictatorship. So it, it's got this feeling of 1984, you know, the, the classic book. This kind of big brother is watching you and controlling the flow of society, whereby you're being pushed into the way that the controlling government or the people want you to behave.
1: I mean, 1984 doesn't sound exactly like it sounds like you've gone for a swerve when describing one style of story and then going into 1984. 1984
0: is oppressive. No, it's not in this style of story. I'm just trying to compare the way this light agami guy is trying to create a utopian society by forcing people into doing good things. The people that are wrong, the people that do the wrong thing are punished severely. So it's not about freedom of choice to do the right thing. It's You either do what I tell you, or I'll fucking crush you.
1: Yeah, but how does he tell them he's doing this? Well, he kills people (laughs) en
0: masse. But then how do people
1: know they have to do the right thing? All they know is people
0: are dying. Because he knows that criminals are getting done. And he actually advertises it. He, like, makes announcements. He just, you know... Oh, that's what I was asking. Oh, right, I see, yeah.
1: Is there one one way of communication other than going, like, oh, well, I guess this person is doing morally the wrong thing from this perspective.
0: You're right, I haven't explained it. So Light takes on the alias of a godlike vigilante that he calls Kira, which is the Japanese translation of the English word killer. I mean, it's on the nose. (laughs) That's what it is. So he he takes on this persona when he's communicating to the world, to the police, to whoever it is that he wants to know that he is the directive force that's enacting this vigilante justice on a worldwide scale. Um, It sounds
1: more like a serial killer, like uh, posting out the idea that... If you don't do, no, I'm going to kill this next person, try and catch me. Yeah, he it's is. Less. Less. Yeah. He's
0: enacting his own bloody justice. It's a bit like Dexter, the TV series, in terms of, and I'm comparing about lots of things, but Dexter, but on a far wider scale, he is sociopathic in the sense that he thinks he's better than everyone else and his way is the right way. That's not really a sociopath. Do we, but, do we know this character was like this before The Notebook? Well, like I said, he's already had the superiority complex because he's he recognises his own intelligence. He's gone and helped the police solve crimes before the notebook was found. But that just takes him a step further. It cooks uh, him up a much it's okay, a catalyst yeah, yeah, to drive okay. him into being. Sure, I see that. Yeah. This, this benevolent sociopathic dictator. Okay. All right, cool. So, to combat him, an elite international task force is set up. Because you don't know. Because Kira... Because he's like... he's kind of becomes a bad guy. He's doing all of these things, but for good reasons. He's, he's trying to get rid of the scum of the world to build a utopia. But in that way he is he's being a criminal himself so is he the antagonist is he the protagonist I'm not sure. The guy that's set up to combat him is this enigmatic foreign detective known only as L, who is Light's mental match in pretty much every way and it creates this kind of cat and mouse elite chess match of a story where one is seemingly outwitting the other in an alternating pattern of check you know it's like it's like pro wrestling one's on top the other one's underneath and then a, a quick switch a quick parry or whatever it's gonna is be is
1: gonna change the flow of the match that between storylines or within a storyline they can be up and down I mean it's within the storyline no mean, no with the story arc oh but that's the
0: thing there's only two major arcs in the series and without giving too much away the main chess match happens in the first arc The chess match continues in the second, but there's a change to it. And I don't want to give it away because it's a really good moment when that happens. But yeah, I mean, it does start to get a bit tired though. This, this 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 game of cat and mouse because it's just constant. Oh no, oh, I'm, I'm on the ropes, I'm gonna get beaten. Aha, turns out I'm gonna do this. Now you're on the back foot and it's just constant switching. And eventually it's like, you know when you're watching American comedy, it could be physical slapstick or whatever it's gonna be, when a joke just goes on too long. yes, you know, just too long. And that kind of arose the initial humor to it. That's kind of what this chess match feels like. Topper on a topper on a topper. Yeah, you've just done it for too long. You're killing it. Yeah, you're putting too much weight on it. The the stack plates are gonna fall down eventually.
1: Okay. Does the story have a final solution? Conclude, sorry, does the story have a final- Yeah, so Hitler
0: comes out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) No. Yes, there is. At the, at the end of the ending. second story arc,
0: there is a, a definitive ending. Yep, there is very much a definitive ending. In as far as the characters involved are done. I mean, the Death Note itself, this this Shinigami Ryuk, this god character, he's the one that owns the Death uh, Death Note itself. And he's kind of purposefully left it in the world for human hands to get on, to get on board.
1: Because this Shinigami god is immortal. He just does this for shits and giggles. He does it for fun. You know what this reminds me of? What? There's a South African movie in the seventies called "The Gods Must Be Crazy." Mm. It reminds me of that, where it's it's a bit of a shit movie, but it's clever in one sense. That in this kind of uh, native village in the middle of Africa, bumblefuck nowhere. <laughs> no, literally, it's, it's that type of thing. These are like natives in this, like it's set in the seventies type world, and yeah, th- this is a the, a perfectly honed environment and. This coke bottle drops out of the sky from this aeroplane and lands in the middle of this village. And this village basically goes like, well, everyone had everything to start with. Everything was peaceful and like that. No one had a, a leg up on anyone, but one of these tribal people picks up the coke bottle. Well, now if he aims it right, he can start fire. Mm. He's got more power than anyone else. Mm. It's this random X element that was just left there and it throws everything everything out of kilter. That
0: is pretty much exactly what happens when the Shinigami leaves this Death Note out because it's trying to show the ultimate corruptibility of humans and to see what they're going to do with this kind of ultimate power of the Death Note that's not designed for mortal hands.
1: Does it go into detail or does it expand on that magical realm? No. Or you only see it more from yeah there's a Shinigami he's done this he's a bad guy but he's a trickster. He's just... That's all you need to know of the magical world. I mean, this, the, there's a magical X element that this magical creature can do, but it's mainly a human story of what these people can do. It's like someone leaving a gun somewhere, you like, let's see what happens.
0: Exactly that. I mean, the Shinigami are explored to a minor, minor degree, um, but, but it's, it's really main, a human piece. Yeah. yeah, exactly, it's a human piece. So yeah, so I was saying that there was something interesting about it. Um, Sugami, oh yeah, Sugumi Oba, the, the writer, I initially called it a he, we don't know that actually. It's a it's a mystery. It's a pen name that's used by the writer. The real identity is a closely guarded secret. The character collects teacups. Like L, is one of the like quirks that this character has, and supposedly, supposedly develops manga plots while holding their knees up on a chair, which is a habit just, uh, demonstrated by this elite detective L as well. But beyond that, we know nothing about the writer.
1: So this writer is this the first big breakout? thing they've done no no they've done they've done other
0: things they've done other things they did a a series called uh, Tatemo Lucky Man Um, and actually well actually we don't know that we speculate we speculate there's speculation that this character is this Sugimi Oba uh, pen name character is actually someone called Hiroshi Gamma because hints are left in subsequent works under the pen name so uh, 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 a piece that followed Death Note is Bakuman and in that series, there's this there's this uncle character who's uh, a one hit wonder. He's come up with this amazing manga in the series, and the character resembles or sounds quite a lot like a character called Gamo from uh, this this series called Tatemo Lucky Man. um So people are trying to draw a they've drawn they've drawn a parallel between them. They've drawn links. It could all be bullshit at the end of the day. Point is we don't know who this Sagami Yoba is, so it could be a man, it could be a woman. We just assume it's a guy. It doesn't really make a difference I either way. It
1: doesn't matter to you, is the not writer? really. But like when reading the story arc or the two story arcs or the the whole Death Note in a set um, as a whole, does it change in quality? Could you say that maybe this pen name is actually a series of writers working under that same pen name? That could you discernibly see a different take on the character between stories? I honestly think it's the same writer
0: all the way through mainly because it gets a bit tired towards the end like I said they keep on using the same plot devices to drive her onwards over and over again which does get a bit tired as it carries on but that's why I like it being a closed series because when you start to get tired it's like thank god it's over not thank <laughs> god it's over not thank god it's over but yeah it's like oh good they, they 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 come so close to just rinsing it that little bit too much but what I do like about having this mysterious writer is that the L character the enigmatic detective guy that is the writer that's his like he's put he, himself he's, in the story um, it's a bit like Quentin Tarantino turning up in the middle of one of his films because he just wants to be in it
1: okay only uh, good <laughs> yeah but Quentin Tarantino doesn't play a main character in the story no he's always a background character yeah but, but this I know uh, what you mean yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: but it I works I think it's more Hitchcock alright yeah 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 I suppose so no that's more Quentin Tarantino sorry I'm being an idiot forget that
0: Anyway, so yeah, that's, that's Death Note. I, I, it's good. I, I recommend you give it a read. All right, cool. Anything we need to add to that? Uh,
1: let's not buy any more mugs.
0: <laughs> we are mugged off. We are mugged off and mugged out. Thank you, as always, for listening um, or allowing us to exist on the internet. Subscribe. Our voices
1: are worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That should be our next thing. What? Welcome to East of Adam West. Our voices are worthy.
0: Mm, are they though? Subscribe, like, whatever it is you people do with things that you listen to.
1: Also, any comment on the sound, shut up. Just turn the sound up. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being so judgy, you devils. Maybe it's your hearing that's gone bad, not our voices. Do we know what we're gonna do next week? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, to be honest, I was thinking if I can find it, and I know I have it somewhere, because I don't think anyone would want to read it other than me, is the independent comic My Monkey's Name is Jennifer. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Oh, you've got to see it to
0: believe it. Okay, cool. Well, it's just I'm going to find something to counter it. Oh, okay. It,
1: oh, fuck, it is... It's not, even, it's not an anthropomorphic monkey. It's just oh fuck. Well,
0: like like Hit Monkey.
1: No, no, no. It's not. It's nothing like that. Um, just find something independent. Okay. Something weird and independent. All right. Let's whack it up next. Because week Because if I can't find my monkey's name a Jennifer, I still have some weird and independent stuff.
0: All right. So next week we're gonna do some weird shit, but we just haven't figured out what. Thanks for listening. <laughs>